Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How would you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset, and that's when you can reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Look, it's summertime. Transfer window is coming up. It's gonna get crazy. So if you ever just wanna, again, take a step back and relax, read the transfer rounds, read the gossip rumors, grab a Coors Light. It'll be perfect companion for all those transfer merry-go-rounds. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when the beer is cold. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Now that it's finally hot in Minnesota, I'm gonna be looking for an easy beer to drink, and Coors Light is perfect for that. It's lagered, it's cold filtered, and it's cold packaged. It's, again, made to chill. It's crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies perfect for a moment to unwind and so when you want to hit reset reach for the beer that's made to chill get coors light in the new look delivered straight to your door with drizzly or instacart coors brewing company golden colorado and as always celebrate this this is joe cole this is ruben off the cheek and you're listening to the london London is blue Blue Podcast. podcast Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the London is Blue podcast. As always, your host, Brandon, joined by one of my two co-hosts. Nick is hanging out with me. We're in locker room what up, what up? right now, Nick. In locker room. Feels good. We, you know, we've had a good time with these. They're, they're a, a far less formal, far uh, less scripted <laughs> version of what we normally do on the podcast. So it's very true. It's fun to get in here. It's fun to mix it up with you guys. Please request to speak. These these are not as fun if, if we don't have a ton of audience interaction. So get in there. We want to hear from you. Uh, we want to engage. We don't bite. Uh, that's right. So we're going to be doing a Sheffield United match preview. It is an FA Cup weekend for Chelsea. Super exciting. Uh, while quite a few of the other teams are still playing Premier League matches this week in Chelsea, like I said, on FA Cup duty, which is exciting for us. It, and it, and to set the scene here, Nick, I appreciate you how we got here is like a big part of this because um, cup competitions apparently are going Chelsea's way this season. We just got the Champions League draw, Manchester City, Bayern, PSG, all on the opposite side of the bracket. Uh, and the FA Cup we've had in the... In the third round, we had Morecambe at home. Tough. Right? We had, and that was 4 nothing win. We had Luton at home, 3-1. Tough. And then we had Barnsley away, which we won win not, one nothing. And Actually Nick tough. Had, and Actually Nick hard. always bringing back about how difficult that one was. Yeah. Um, but this is going to be our first Premier League team we've had to play. We've seen some other big matchups. Um, but I tell you what, it's it's been pretty casual up to this point. Yeah, I mean, it, the, think about this run that we went through last year, right? <laughs> we had Liverpool, we had Manchester United, we had Arsenal in the final, we had Leicester City. Like, we basically went through the, the variable murderous row uh, to get to the FA Cup final last year. Uh, this year, uh, not not nearly as hard. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think, you know, unfortunately, the shrimps uh, were, were not up to the fight. Luton was more difficult than the 3-1 uh, scoreline gives them credit for, but uh, still not that hard. Barnsley, actually the hardest match we played under Tuchel, and we were very lucky to get a, a win there. But, you know, this is 
this is when the FA Cup, this round is when it starts to get fun, right? Uh, you, you win this, you start to advance, you get deeper in the tournament. This is where all the big dogs are. And, uh, and the magic of the FA Cup kind of begins to fade a little bit. And we all know that Sheffield United have not been, uh, not had the best run of it, but they have strung a few wins together uh, in the FA Cup. And, and I think, in fact, their first win of the season uh, was in the FA Cup, uh, which is is uh, is not great for them. Um, they've played Bristol Rovers away, 3-2 uh, victory. Plymouth Argyle at home and Bristol City at home to, to reach this stage. So neither team uh, beating uh, beating world beaters to get to the stage, Brandon. I think it's it's interesting now because obviously – Sheffield United do not have Chris Wilder anymore. He left after five years at the club, mm-hmm. took them all the way up to as high as like fifth place in the Premier League last season. Let's not forget that. I mean, he did a very impressive job. They whooped us at Bramall Lane last year uh, during Project Restart in the summer. And then they came back at Stamford Bridge and beat us 2-2 or beat us 2-2, tied us 2-2 after we were up 2-0 in that match. So uh, you know, it's just kind of crazy to see how far they've slid this year. But my guess is that there's still quite a bit of fight in these old championship players as they uh, as they get ready for this one. Yeah, I mean, credit to Sheffield. Going from League One to almost European spots in five years is pretty fantastic. Um, you know, I think we if you, if you look at Sheffield's kind of form right now, they just, to your point, got battered. And I think the players kind of are feeling the loss of their leader and their manager and someone they're very close with, and they don't agree with the club. And I heard a lot of, like, back and forth, the pundits being, oh, the players are disgraced. They let the fans down. Like, they're human, right? Like, if if you lost your father figure, you know, if he if he essentially was taken away from you, it would be hard as a player to to really go out there and fight for the shirt because, you know, the way you like it, look at it is the people who made the decision that you disagree with, they're the ones that put you in that shirt. Like, it, it's normal to have the fallout. So I don't know what we're going to get out of this team. Did they – they also had no training sessions with the new guy that was the caretaker. I think he was like the U23s coach or something like that. Um, they've now had some time together, but again – the only thing that you can really get motivation is like pride and a potential contract. And is the FA cup really going to be this team's priority? I would say yes, because they literally have nothing else to play for. Like Nick, they are getting relegated. The only chance for a bright spot in their season right now is the FA cup. So you would think that the players are going to be much more organized and up for it versus um, the, the shellacking they took from Leicester city. So yeah, you don't know how these are going to go, right? But I think we're in this in this fun part of of our American sports calendar called March Madness, right? In which anything is possible, all upsets are possible. Number fifteen, the Oral Roberts University beat uh, some school in Ohio yesterday. That was the number two seed. Um, so th- there is this is a weird time of year. This is a weird round in the FA Cup. Anything is possible. I. I do not think we're going to lose tomorrow, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, I think we've all seen uh, weirder stuff happen at, at this point in the, in, in the season. So, you know, let's just hope that Chelsea show up. They continue to take this competition seriously and that we set our course for avenging our loss to uh, that, that small North London club in the FA cup final 
All right. Well, uh, I'm going to go ahead and open it up to anyone who wants to talk about uh, Sheffield United and, and uh, the draw that we have. I, I don't know if we said it, but just to make sure we cover our bases. The, so we're in the quarterfinals, right? And so the other side, um, you know, are Leicester and Man, Man United today. Uh, so, you know, some big teams still left. And then the other side was Southampton beat Bournemouth earlier, uh, Man City and Everton. So uh, those are the Saturday fixtures today. We play with Leicester and United. So, again, big teams left. I mean, potentially after this, you've got Southampton and Everton if they beat City. <laughs> I mean, it, you're going to get someone big in the semifinal. So we're at that stage of it all. So let me go ahead and, and go to the benches here. Um, I'm just going to randomly pick someone who is talking a lot of smack in the chat hmm. and we'll go ahead and let Jay jump in as well. as well. Jay versus Shane. This is my favorite battle of all time. <laughs> Jay, how are you feeling, sir? Hey, how's it going, guys? Yeah, I, um, I listened to the Chelsea fan cast earlier today and, you know, they do their opposition review. Mm-hmm. And they had on the uh, Sheffield United podcaster, um, the Traveling Blade, I think is his name. But anyway, like, sounded like he was going to a funeral. Like, he was so despondent about just the state of his club. And, um, yeah, he didn't give his side a, a chance and whatever to, to do anything this weekend against us. So, um, you know, it's Chelsea, you never know. We always seem to turn into charity FC when we least need to. But um, I think this is going to be a pretty comfortable night out or day out, I should say. I mean, I don't think – I think Tuchel's coming and changing that, though, mentality. So, I mean, he's cleaning up things, not letting the, the level drop. I know, you know, Sheffield in a really bad spot. And I think that the uh, the fans are going to mourn a lot longer than the players because at the end of the day, it is their job, Jay, to play and be professionals. And they know that they're going to need to lock up contracts with other teams or, you know, whatever it may be. So I, I agree that we're confident, but I I think that Tuchel's not going to let us be Charity FC. Yeah, I I think you're absolutely right, Brandon, as much as I was uh, just, you know, taking the piss to get on the uh, to, to get the attention a little bit, just having a little fun in there. Uh, it worked. Yeah, no, I, th- I think I was listening to the same thing. And I think, you know, there's no fans in the stadium. The fans are are so are so beat right now, the Sheffield fans, it seems. But like, yeah, the players have literally nothing else to play for except for this match. And we're a little distracted with a couple other things right now. So, I mean, yeah, like, we probably, like, we won't be surprised if it's, like, 4-1, 5-1, something ridiculous like that with, like, 11 changes. But I also wouldn't be surprised if it was super tight, even if we kept mostly our, our strongest lineup. So, I, I'm i just excited. It's a, it's a good time to be a child. It is. It's it's been enjoyable, Nick. Like I said, for sure. I think I think we feel pretty pretty confident as well from from our standpoint as well. I mean, you being the the most pessimistic person on the podcast, what what are your concerns, if any, in this one? Uh, one one of the things I wanted to bring up is something that the uh, you know if you if you don't view these articles on on Chelsea's website, I would encourage you to. But they do their um, kind of pre match briefing, right and. One of the things they noted is that the you know, we, we all know that Sheffield United have been a stout back three, back five uh, since we have, you know since they got back up into the into the first division uh, Premier League. So 
Uh, th- it looks like they're going to change their formation under this uh, new manager, Heckenbaum. Bottom? Heckenbottom? Yeah, Heckenbottom. Uh, they're going to go more 4 2 3 1 or 4 3 3. Um, and, and, and sure, they, they may end up playing a 3 4 3, but we have to remember that Ethan Ambadu can't play um, this weekend against his parent club. So my guess is they, they might come out in a a little bit of a different formation than we're than we're used to seeing. Maybe not as defensively rigid, and they might play a couple of strikers, or they might play you know someone like Billy Sharp in behind uh, McGoldrick, or you know something like that. They might really go for this, uh, whatever go for this means for for them and their uh, their squad. So it's just something to do, to think about. It's, it doesn't necessarily scare me, but it could be a different look than we saw a couple of months ago. Yeah, I look, and it says that he they've used a, an attacking three four three. Would love it. All right, uh, <laughs> I want you to play open. The more open they are, the better it's going to be for us because we're so tight, and we've seen how just how good we can be uh, on the counter. But look, it's, there's a lot of positivity for Chelsea right now. Blues are currently unbeaten in 14 games across all competitions, continuing to just not concede goals, not concede shots or chances. Um, the Blades, on the other hand, have not kept a clean sheet at Stamford Bridge for 98 years and have not won there since 1992, which would all be classic flags of this is it, this is the year, <laughs> this is the one. But like you, like we were talking about, Sheffield are in such a tough, tough place. Um, so anyways, we're looking to hit the FA Cup semifinal for the 11th time in 20 seasons, right? I mean, Chelsea love the FA Cup in this competition, this club. You hear all the former players that used to, uh, or, you know, like Joe Cole loves FA Cup. We've got to talk to him a couple of times. Anytime you hear Essie and Lamb, Strogs, Check, they all love, love, love the FA Cup. So it's something that they're going to take uh, seriously. So team news, Nick, uh, probably going to be some rotation. But uh, what are you yeah. thinking and as far as updates? We had the big Tuchel presser yesterday. Yeah, look uh... – there, there's, there should be rotation this weekend. Is, is my point of view on this. Uh, you know, I, I think it's, it's historically a thing where your backup goalkeeper will play in cup competitions, and you'll most, mostly keep that uh, train throughout. Maybe unless he gets to the final or something. So, uh, everyone's kind of looking at Keppa here, Brandon, and I'll, I'll throw it back to you as the goalkeeper, as you know, kind of the, the solution for tomorrow. He hasn't had a sniff since Edouard kind of uh, regained the gloves, if you will. And so it looks likely that Keppa uh, is going to come back into the squad tomorrow. And uh, I, I don't know. Are you excited for him? I don't think anyone's using the word excited with Keppa. Come Just, on, you're killing the guy. He was uh, okay in the last round, right? Yeah. I'm not getting excited for Okay. Like, just saying. Now, Jeez. do I think that this is an opportunity for Tuchel to play him? I do. I I think that, you know, if you were playing, you know, one of the other teams, right? If you were playing Man City, if you were playing United or Leicester, at this in the late stage in the tournament, like, that's where you can't really take those gambles because they're so close to, to the final and to winning a trophy. What I think is interesting, though, is we've seen this. This isn't new, right? Willie Caballero, he's the cup keeper. Like, you you stand by him the whole way. Maybe you don't until you get to the final. Then maybe you change what we've seen. Managers really 
be loyal to second string, third string goalkeepers that they play in the cup competitions. And based on the way Tuchel talked about Keppa when he first kind of came in and gave him those runs, you know, against Luton and even in the Premier League, I think he's going to do this to continue to put confidence in Keppa and make sure he knows he's a part of the team. He's a valued member of the squad. Right or you, wrong. You kind of have to. You have to, right? Because you have to have goalkeepers who are ready. Like if, if anything, and I'm knocking on wood actively, I think you guys can hear this. If anything happened to Mendy, you need someone ready as a backup to play. All right, who wants to get in on the goalkeeper debate? There's just too much here right now for me to to, to go through. <laughs> um, you know, do you play the backup? Do you stay loyal? Or do people in this group, do you guys think that you win at all costs? Something to think about. Take your time. Um, while I wait for someone to put their hand up to chat. Oh, look at that. Justin, Justin jumping in. Perfect, sir. What do you think? Well, I think mostly it's just like, hey, let's play Keppa to at least show maybe this guy doesn't completely suck. Like, you can give him a little bit of money for him. <laughs> Come on. So you're Come doing on. it to keep his value, keep the book value of the asset. Absolutely. Okay. No, nah, I'm being kind of harsh. He, he should get I, a run at it. He's done okay. Hey, I think, I think to your point, though, he's probably looked as confident as we've seen him when he played those last two matches, right, Justin? Agreed. He came up for a cross. I remember it. But did he? Did he get it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I you guys are you guys are waxing poetic it. about the memory of Keppa coming out for a cross one time. That's pretty cool. Um, I mean, look, Justin. I I think he's he looked okay in the last two matches. Um, you know, I think if if you were going to have any chance of keeping his confidence and keeping him engaged, you have to plan, right? I mean, e- even as, as Mendy's on just an absolute tear and, and he's, you know, Mendy's playing the best that we've seen him over the last couple of weeks. I mean, this is, this is the perfect opportunity. This isn't like you're playing Manchester United tomorrow. Sheffield United barely shoot on goal as it is, you know, give the guy a shot to prove his worth, right? Absolutely. All right. Well, hey, well, we got you real quick, Justin. I want, I'm ready for someone else to jump in as well to piggyback off this. Uh, we did find out that Tammy Abraham and Tiago Silva have been ruled out. Uh, it sounds like Tuchel just wants to play it safe with them. Tammy re-rolled his ankle, uh, unfortunately, yeah, in cool. training. But uh, Tiago Silva, he, Tuchel just said this is not the time to, uh, to risk it with him with all these big matches coming at the end of the season, we are going to give him the full international break off and then see how he's doing. So um, any disappointments, any concerns with those, those people missing still? Um, I think with Tiago, like I don't have an issue with that at all. Cause it's not like someone who's like, you know, out of form or needs game time. I mean, he's obviously a seasoned veteran. So I don't really have an issue with that. I think give him all the time that he needs. And again, it's not like he really needs a run or anything. So yeah, let him let him uh, rest up a little bit more. Tammy, I mean, you would like to see him get a little bit of game time. Um, but again, I don't know if he really has form at the moment. He hasn't really played a whole lot. So it kind of would be nice for him to get a run out there and maybe get some confidence back because we're going to need him pretty soon. I mean, Timo has been playing a ton. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'd love to see 
Tammy out there, but not really concerned with with their absence as far as I guess the result would be concerned. All right. Well, Taylor, let's move on over to you, sir. Um, we've got some people missing. It's FA Cup, maybe some rotations. What are your thoughts on the lineup heading into this one? Well, seeing it's FA Cup and we're coming off the big win from the Champions League and the Athletic Madrid, I was I got some rotation like having Billy Dormore come in, Olivia Drag and Trichimo. And Huston will be back and just jogging that up seven. Okay, so you're thinking rotation. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're dropping the Gilmore bomb in there. Um, you know, obviously Mason Mount and Jorginho are going to be fresh coming off their suspension as well. I, I think, Nick, it's probably fair to say that Tuchel is going to rotate, but I think we've, we've kind of seen him do that already. It's almost like not a surprise to be surprised by his lineup. <laughs> yeah, look, I, we should probably just just do our lineups, right, BB? We should probably oh, stop I've beating been, around the bush here. I uh, want to do this. Look, it, you're going to have to do it. Let's just rip the Band-Aid off. And I'll, I'll go first because I'm a gentleman. Um, yeah, look, we, we just played a really intense match on Wednesday. The, you know, we, we have more intense matches coming up. I think a fair amount of rotation is, is likely. And I you know, again, to your to your earlier point, this is what Tuchel's done, even when we didn't expect him to do it. So, my guess is that he's he's going to come in with with a fair amount of rotation. Uh, I will go first on my lineup. Uh, Brandon, you can go next, and then I would love to hear from anyone else who wants to give us their their starting eleven. Um, I'm going to go with Keppa and Goal. Obviously, we're just talking about that. Uh, I'm I'm keeping the same back three. Uh, from from Wednesday, though, I'm not sure of Christensen's availability, uh, so I'm, I'm going to put uh, Aspi, Zuma, and Rudiger in the starting lineup. Uh, then I'm I'm bringing Chili B back from uh, from his one minute against Atletico Madrid <laughs> during the during the midweek, and I'm going to pair him with Cal Hudson Adoy on the right wing and give give Reese a day off uh, after a really physical uh, Wednesday night. And then I'm bringing Jorginho and Billy G. Into the midfield, baby. We're, we're bringing them into the midfield. Uh, two passing wizards. Let's pass around uh, Sheffield United's uh, championship midfield. And then my front three is a, a bit of an odd uh, odd pairing, odd, odd, odd trio, I should say. I'm bringing Mason Mount back into the 10. I'm playing Christian Pulisic and Olivier Giroud up top. I think Giroud's been a little hard done by, <laughs> in my opinion. I know that Kai's kind of seen the, the spotlight recently and and Werner played okay uh, against Atletico Madrid. But uh, th- this is my lineup. I think you have a fair amount of rotation in there. I think you get some legs. I think you get some playing time for those who haven't maybe had it in some time. And uh, hopefully you start to build confidence of players like Christian Pulisic. And uh, and uh, let's let's throw Billy Gilmore in there. Nick, did you completely forget that there's a goalkeeper in your team and go right no. to your back three? No, I said Kappa. Okay, I just I Did felt you? like it was no love and attention given to that. Um, no, but, okay, I, okay, I, fine. I want Kepa to play. <laughs> Look, I'm going. I'm going Kepa too. Like I'm not excited about it, but I do think it's what Tuchel's going to do, and I think it's fair. Um, again, I think it's a favorable draw for Kepa, so it's not as big of a decision. Um, unless Tuchel scouted Sheffield really hard and said, "Look, they're going to drop a bunch of crosses in Kepa. It's just not your day. Like we can't have you." 
trying to defend 40 crosses in a match. I think that's the only caveat I see. Um, but I'm also going to stick with the back three, back five. It just, I, I don't think there's something we want to tinker with too much, especially at this round of the competition. So I agree with you, Aspie, Zuma, Rudiger. I, you know, I think he's going to, that worked, let them do it again. Um, and Christensen, again, let him just get fully recovered. I also went Chili B because I just think Tuchel rotates, to your point. I think he's got confidence in Alonzo and Chili B, so it's like, let's go ahead and, and rotate. Uh, I actually went with Jorginho Mason as the double six. I think that I want to be really aggressive against this team, so I want Jorginho and Mason pushing uh, the pace and the tempo from midfield. I'd love to see Mason a little bit deeper, too, to see if he can pick his head up and hit those early balls in. And then I've got Callum Hudson-Odoi like you as well. Again, I want to be really aggressive with Sheffield. I don't want to sit and wait and try to get a goal in the 88th minute against them in this cup competition. I'm going to be up 2 nothing at half. And so I've got Pulisic, Giroud, and Havertz, and Havertz up top. Uh, my, everyone my take sp- a shot. My take Spanish shot. major, you can blame it. I majored in Spanish. So uh, Havertz uh, up top. Again, I agree. Giroud, he talked really well about Giroud, Tuchel, and his presser, saying he's an important part of the team. We need him to be involved. So I think he's going to get him involved in this match. Uh, again, Pulisic needs some minutes. This seems like a great run out for him. We can be very direct going against their back line, whether it's a three or a four. And then Havertz, just again, we I said it in the last pod, I want to invest time into this player. He's starting to see some some better moments. Um, and look, he loves a cup competition, mainly against championship level opposition. But nonetheless, uh, he got his hat trick earlier in the season in a cup competition. So I think we can do it again. So, all right, you know what, just said, I don't getting, need you're you. You're getting called out. I don't, you're I don't called need out you the chat. harassing me. Patrick, <laughs> you, you've very patiently been here. Uh, waiting. What is your lineups, lineup uh, ideas or predictions? Yeah, uh, like you guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the formation we've been playing. I, I don't think you need to fix something that's not broken. And I think the one time we sort of tried that against Leeds, it didn't pan out too well. So uh, I'm gonna go with Keppa and Goal uh, for similar reasoning to you guys, just to kind of get them um, some time in the in the team and uh, hopefully you know like. A lot of the games that we've had recently, we don't give our opponents too many opportunities to shoot at all, which will uh, help him keep a clean sheet. But I'm going to actually stick with a um, – I'm actually going to try something different with the back three. Um, if Christensen is if healthy, is healthy I'll, I'll put him in there with uh, Rudiger on his left. And then I think there's a good chance to try Reese James at the right center back position role. I think Aspie has played almost every single game under Tuchel so far, so he could probably use a rest – um, then I'll go with, uh, Hudson Adoy at the right wing back. And I also, I think Carefree Youth tweeted this morning that Jorginho may have taken a bit of a knock and he may not, may not be available for this game. And, uh, that's also why he may not have been included in the Italian squad for the international break coming up. So I'm going to go with Billy and Kovacic in the midfield, um, and then Chilwell on the left wing back. And then I like the front three that Nick had with Pulisic uh, Giroud and Mason Mount. So, damn, Patrick doing the deep research, checking tweets, huh. international rosters. Well done, sir. Okay, hey, what do you got, man? Do. I just want to say Emerson at left center back. That's all I came here to say. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Chaos season. Let's go. <laughs> 
he can't score from there. Come on. Now. Yeah, but he played there last FA Cup, and yeah, 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 he was a terrible performance, blah, blah, blah. But I just uh, – <laughs> Tuchel always has a lot of positive things to say about him, and, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I, he did the double left-back switch last time, and I, I think there might be something he sees in him there, and it's always good to have, like, an extra – extra option there so i don't know and uh yeah you know it's funny is jk from chelsea fancast said the same thing i was i was like arguing with this about people in the discord like a couple days ago but uh yeah i'm not it's not like a prediction but i i just that would fit hmm okay well look if if you're if you guys are asking for curveballs i think that is it that is the curveball that i would not predict at all if we wake up tomorrow and Emerson is playing left center back. That actually is a great transition to our confidence o meter in the drinks match. Drinks on me, Shane. If you predicted that, yeah. drinks on me, sir. So, um, so where does that <laughs> take us, Brandon? You introduced the confidence o meter to the. Yeah, I mean, we did it. You know, kind of in the I don't know our first match preview ever that we did here on locker room a couple weeks ago yeah and uh, a lot of people seemed pretty confident and it worked out so essentially we just kind of give you a a one through ten one being no chance we win absolutely going home with no points to ten being like put three on the board uh we can do this in our sleep no problem you can put them in the chats right now we can start to see some uh, I converted Emerson to striker in FIFA 21. Taylor, you are a savage, but I bet he has, he has a pretty pretty decent strike rate. So again, one to ten. Throw it in the chat. Let's see what you guys think. Um, Nick, again, letting you be the gentleman. What do you What do you think? How confident are you? You know, I don't like to be overly confident. You know, uh, but correct. That is correct. Yeah, but I. I I would rate this an eight on the confidence meter. I think I think the team's playing well right now. I think the only thing that would stop me from going higher is the amount of rotation that'll happen. Uh, and so you might get uh, probably three or four players who, who have not played a whole lot of ball recently who are, who are coming into the squad and, and maybe don't have the exact timing down with their teammates or, or anything like that. But I mean, look, Chelsea on the face, like sometimes football is really complicated. Sometimes it's not uh, on the face. Chelsea are a far more talented squad with far better players and a far better manager. So, uh, and, and we're, we got this one, um, we got this one at home. So uh, I'm, I'm really excited about that. I, I think, I think eight is, is the appropriate level of confidence setting into this one. And then, you know, you keep this, you keep this streak going. Hopefully you get a couple of goals against a, a relatively hapless Sheffield United and, uh, Tony Rudiger doesn't score an own goal against us uh, in this one. Uh, then, then my confidence grows with each uh, with each match. All right, well, good. I'm seeing a lot of a lot of scores in here. I want to hear what you said or Anna has to say. Super confident. Uh, Shane trying to break my brain saying ten, but mathematically that allows the possibility for a loss because probabilities and such. I can't handle that. Um, <laughs> Uh, so go ahead, raise your hands. I want to hear from someone else. I, I'm feeling really confident too. I mean, look, Jay even put in the chat that Sheffield United literally forgot how to play football. So look, Nick, I'm right there with an eight as well. I think to your point, I think we're going to get some rotation, which might break a little bit of the team chemistry or the flow, but just the situation where Sheffield are in, right? That they're going to get relegated. They just lost their manager, you know, who was a, a, a lifelong fan. They're in a, just a bad mental state. 
I, I don't see them coming out flying. I see, see them, you know, kind of whimpering across the end of the season line a little bit. And the way Chelsea are right now, unbeaten and 13, 14, whatever it is, it's just, just like would be absolutely the biggest upset so far in this competition if, if we were to go out with them. So, um, yeah, super confident on the eight as well. All right. Well, no one wanted to talk and give me their no uh, opinion on this. So totally, totally understand how that works. Um, anyways. Oh, oh, okay. It's Jay. Jay's back. Go ahead, Jay. Go ahead, Hello, sir. Jay. I won't deny you guys the pleasure of my voice one last time. Um, yeah, no, I, I think it's going to be an 11 uh, because – Honestly, like like Nick said, sometimes football is not complicated. It's we've got all the momentum, and they've got all the what's the opposite of momentum? Uh, inertia? No, whatever. Shane probably knows. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, guys, don't worry. We're we're fine. Just start partying. Start partying uh, now. That's my favorite type of Saturday. Let's go! Come on. I love it. It'll be setting up for a, a big Sunday, apparently. Look at this rivalry. Jay says one thing. Shane comes in to deny it. Go ahead. <laughs> Since Jay stepped up, I'll step back. So, uh, like, I'm with him, man. And and w- like I said in the chat, Nate, so here's the thing that's weird about confidence, and I'm just going to, like, tease you all a little bit. Like, like, what do you have to lose by saying 10? Like, like it's not like you're betting. 10, 10, we're going to win. We're going through. We're going through the Champions League. We're going through the FA Cup. We're doing it. Not why not us. We're going through the Champions League? We're, yeah. Shane. We're doing it. Shane, the reason, look, we're just, we're balancing each other out here. The reason that you and I exist on the same planet is to balance each other out. Just, we're going through the Champions League? Shane, I I have nothing but love and admiration for you. I think I think perhaps you're a little overconfident, whereas I am not at, very confident at all in that statement. So that's why we're, that's why we're here. I think we'd all be shocked if Chelsea lose. I think we definitely to all Sheffield, agree on that. Yes, I, no one would be shocked if Chelsea lost to Bayern Munich, right? So that's all. That's all I'm saying. Shane Shane came in with a roundhouse kick of a ten, and and stunned me for a second. But but I'm back. I'm back. Nick, okay. have you watched? We're talking Ted about Lasso? Sheffield. Of course, I have. I feel like you. I feel like I. I it hit me hard, actually. I hate to say this, but I thought of you last night. Um, oh no! Oh, and no. and and they said it's the hope that kills us. I feel like, I feel like it's a little bit my, maybe we're. Shane, you have to have hope for it to kill you, you know. <laughs> and I think that's the point. <laughs> uh, Taylor, apparently, you want to get in on a little confidence here. Uh. I'm not going to be that cosmic and chill. It's just, I saw Porga play and get Juventus to have pretty strong defense. So mm-hmm. I know most people say that we want to win the Champions League, but I don't want to be very confident because if you saw Porga knock out Juventus, you might be want to be well prepared for it. Look, I, <laughs> the 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 confidence is is definitely piling up, Taylor. I think it's building with Tuchel, right? Like, is it just this in isolation, or is it the fact that we just advanced, whooped Atletico in the Champions League, fourteen unbeaten, only conceded two goals, like looking really good? 
I think the confidence has been growing under Tuchel. He keeps kind of checking boxes where the, the, the big concern with Lampard was that we're not consistent enough. We look brilliant one week and then we look flat the next week. And, and, and when they're Tuchel, we're seeing this, this consistent level of defensive excellency waiting for the goals to come in. Maybe they're starting to come in if Emerson Palmieri plays left winger a, a little bit more. Uh, I think we're a little over-reliant on our left-footed players scoring, uh, but hey, that's for another day. Um, Jay, we'll go ahead and let you get the last word, and then we'll talk about the Sheffield players we're most concerned about. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been thinking a lot about this, and it really just comes down to... Oh. No, He's just trolling no. you. Just, I, I just really... getting you. I hate everything that just happened there. Oh, uh, hey, let's go ahead and look at the Sheffield United <laughs> the, the lineup, right? We always want to try to balance both sides and say, you know, give respect. These are professional athletes, professional players. They have talent on their team, even if as a collective, they're absolute dog pile. Um, anyways, Nick, you you kind of cherry picked their uh, their leading goal scorer as the person you're most concerned about. Well, I mean, look. They haven't scored a whole lot of goals this year, so it's not like I picked Ronaldo here, right? Uh, but uh, old McGoldrick sure loves a goal against us, doesn't he, Brandon? Um, he does. He, he's like, I, I don't know who else you pick in this team. I, I Billy Sharp, maybe? Like, I, I don't know if anyone uh, strikes me with great fear. I think Ethan Anthony's been playing pretty well lately, but he can't play against us on, on Sunday. So, uh, yeah, I think I think McGoldrick is, is kind of the key. Uh, and he he loves the goal against Chelsea. So that I don't know what else to say. I think he's their guy. Yeah, I li- yeah, I like how your your plan B was the second high school score. But as I look at Sheffield United, just the way ESPN have it listed on their site, um, the first player with zero goals scored, aka their eighth highest goal scorer, is Aaron Ramsdale, their goalkeeper. So a little bit of trolling from ESPN here since he's ahead of every other outfield player uh, on the roster. Since I I tried to be a, I don't know, a a little different if I tried to go a couple levels deep, he doesn't have the stats to necessarily back it up. But Sander Berge for them, uh, 6'5", young player, uh, sits around, just breaks up a lot of things. You think of like set pieces and the ability for, for us to get hurt, um, you know, potentially, because really set pieces are all bad teams have to go off of. They're not creating anything in open play. Um, again, just a, a big midfielder. He could cause us a lot of trouble. I think all of us put a very short midfield duo in the double six, and I think we all know that because we don't have any height in the midfield. So, Again, if I if I just want to try to pick something maybe a little bit more hipster or maybe something that's not nearly as is guaranteed, but he might be a variable. I don't know, San, Sander Burge maybe six five, a lot of energy. Justin just said Rudiger. <laughs> Fair, come on. right? Come on, I, man. You know he he has scored fifty percent of the goals against us. Um. Anyways, um. I, look, no one in the chat has anything. Literally, like there, every it's if no we fear. don't if we don't get to three points, then we we've got a problem. So, Patrick, uh, John Fleck was a player for them last year who did a lot of creating. He had a really good left foot, scored some nice goals uh, for them last season. Hasn't done as much this year, but 
you know, he's a player who obviously has shown that quality before. So with the magic of the FA Cup, it could just turn up for the day. Decent right. uh, fantasy backup option last yes, year. Yes, he well, scored me. He scored me a lot of secret points last year. Wow, secret look at, points. Look at you two going deep on that. I, I'm in, I am quite quite impressed with that. Um, well, look, it's kind of like weird, but at the end of it, you know, we usually ask for predictions. I think everyone's predicting a win on this one. Uh, you can put your predictions if we need to uh, win, lose, draw, what you think it's going to be. And if for bonus points, we can start to do some score predictions and see uh, if I see any good ones, we'll ask you to come up and explain it. Um, Cal says we need to worry about their team as a collective fair, right? If they defend with 11, they could make for a very long day for us, which is also why I think Olivier Giroud is, is a good option for that. Um, so... Um, Three nothing from Anna. Four nothing from Austin. Cal. Three, three nothing. Four. Shane Shithousery nil nil win on pens. <laughs> Nick saying two nothing, but hoping for four nothing. Uh, what about you, Nick? What is your score prediction? Wow. Plus or minus six nothing. We look. We we've not scored more than two goals in a match under Tuchel, right? So I'm I'm seeing a lot of three and four nils here uh, <laughs> that uh, that are are quite confusing. I think a nice two nil win, you know, an easy one like you said. We get a couple before the half and just kind of ride it out in the second half. That would be that'd be an ideal situation, wouldn't you say? I would for for sure. I would definitely always want it to be comfortable, um, but I'm also not opposed to you know Chelsea kind of look. <sighs> Sheffield can break, right? If you do get one early and even up two nothing at halftime, do you think that they're going to fight the second half or pack it in and wait for their next Premier League match? So I could see a result where it's three, four, five nil if Sheffield completely collapse, like they did against Leicester. If that's the Sheffield we get, I'm I would expect this team to get three, four goals. Um, but those obviously some pretty heavy contingencies uh, that I outlined for it. Um, I would like to see 3-0. I would even accept 3-1. Keppa, not everyone deserves a clean sheet. I apologize, boss. (sighs) Come on, man. (laughs) I feel like I have been nice to the goalkeepers today, which is just not my ML as a person. And you have been hard on the goalkeepers, which is also not your MO as a person. No, no. I think that, like, we like to protect the – the goalkeeper union, right? Like you don't want to let anyone in. And at the same time, like with Keppa, he has to prove that, that he deserves the confidence and the backing as well. Like I support him. I hope he does well. You know, once we get into the 90 minutes, you know, people, a lot of times there's like, Oh, what a terrible goal given in by Keppa. And I'm like, eh, no, it wasn't as bad as you think. We'll always defend it. But you know, I, I think that there is some people that are letting their empathy uh, block their, just like objective analysis of Keppa. Like he's a nice guy. Uh, he's young. Yeah. He has potential. All of these things. Great. But like, let's let's well, sometimes <laughs> post quarantine, not so much, <laughs> but at times he was just genuinely shocking, not at the level of it. And I just don't want to let kind of our um, expectations or kind of what we accept from goalkeepers to be anywhere close to, to mediocre. I think that the, that Mendy has come in and he's grown into the role. He, he wasn't good enough at the beginning of the season. He looked so competent against the two legs in Atletico that I want that to be the standard, 
not the exception to to our goalkeeping yeah. roster. I mean, it wasn't that long ago, Nick. People were being like, "Hey, Willie Caballero could be a pretty good backup goalkeeper." No chance. No chance do I want him anywhere around the second string uh, position in this team. Chelsea are too big of a club for that. We've had Petr Cech set the standard. We need to maintain it. Yeah, I mean, Kepa also it, has not paid his Patreon membership. Shane, correct? Unbelievable. Yeah, we really have to start we know monitoring he's got some cash. of these fees. Yeah, geez. <laughs> can I can I throw in a bonus question to, to yeah. round out this uh, this wonderful locker room chat on a Saturday morning? Um. And, and this is for everybody. Best hair on the Chelsea squad. Uh, and Olivier Giroud is going to be the guy that everyone brings up. So maybe we'll go second best hair on the Chelsea squad. Please, someone. Someone wow. join us. Wow, oh, that, that didn't take long. There we go. Yeah. Oh, I had this I had this ready, c- cock and loaded, uh, Tammy Abraham. Oh, good shout. He's got a fresh good fade. Shout. Usually some Always accent design yeah, in there. No, Maybe a little color on the tips. Yeah, it's got a little bleach, or probably not bleach, but blonde uh, tips now. At least. Yeah. Wow, someone grew up in the 90s talking about bleached hair. All Slim right. Shady. <laughs> All right, uh, so we got that. Um, I like how I've just absolutely off taken off the chat to Petr Cech starting, which – it's funny because he's actually rostered. So that is a thing. Anyway, Shane, hopefully we're talking hair. Uh, society has taught me that Kai Havertz has the greatest hair on our team. If you mm-hmm. look at the history of models and boy bands and all these things, um, not my cup of tea, but I think uh, I think it fits, fit, you know, fit, fits well. See, I, right. I think when when Christian gets his fade going and whatever this weird moppy thing he has going on right now, I'm not a fan of. But when he gets a clean fade going, uh, he is he's like mini Giroud uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, beard on point, hair on point. Typically, typically he's rocking a, a good fade, so I'm I'm a big fan of that. Awesome. Right. What's up? What's up, guys? First time in. Appreciate y'all doing these. Um, the answer here is obviously one Benjamin Chilwell. He looks uh, like a he looks like an extra for Mad Men. Come on, guys. I mean, I mean, true, he, he, true. It never moves. It, it doesn't move. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, he's he loves, is in that. Yeah, better well. than his play lately. So you got to give him that. <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> he's gotten bummed. He's gotten hit hard on that. He loves putting his hands through his hair. Loves pulling it back out of his eyes. Um, a lot of product. I tell you what, he looks good. He did get a couple uh, shouts in here, uh, like Clark Kent without the muscles. Well, you know, I think Clark oh Kent had God. some. Uh, I think he got some. Uh, some anyway, special effects to help him out. But all right, well, look, I think the good news, right, is that we're all feeling confident. We're all going in expecting the result, expecting the three points. Um, Tuchel's team, they just performed. Right. They're always looking to to get the results, just doing the business. I mean, I don't know, Nick, it's almost kind of boring right now because we're, we're full of confidence and the team are delivering. It's like there's really nothing to kind of throw throw us off off kilt or anything. Even even I, uh, the self-proclaimed most negative person on this pod uh, is feeling pretty good right now. And I just want to see the the offensive side of our team start to perform as well as, as the midfield and defense. You know, I think again, if you, if you're going to pick nits at this stage of the season, 
and especially in, in knockout rounds of, of cup competitions, you have to score goals. Um, you know, so that is, that is where my sole focus will be when I'm watching the game tomorrow is, is looking at our offensive movement and making sure that uh, the team is, is set up properly to score goals. And if they start doing that, I mean, then you really, you know, we joke about this "why not us" thing all the time. But if you start putting two away regularly, this team becomes a lot more interesting uh, for for larger cup competitions. So, uh, really excited about that, and just want to say thanks for everyone who who joined these. You know, we, they're informal chats; they're meant to be kind of loose and goofy, and uh, we like doing them. So, thanks to uh, thanks to everyone who joined. Absolutely. Um, and if you want to get involved, uh, we send the notices out on social media. Uh, if you're in our Patreon, we send a push notification, so you definitely won't miss it there. But uh, again, thanks for everyone for getting involved. Uh, it is just a fun way to to not just have us talking to, to microphones for 60 minutes, but we can have a little bit more engagement, even if sometimes uh, Shane and Jay try to hijack it. But all love, all fun, as Jay said. Enjoy the positive vibes, Chelsea fans. It's been a hell of a season. Uh, up the blues three points tomorrow in the fa cup hope you enjoy it but until next time chelsea fans you know what to do keep the blue flag flying high awesome i honestly really appreciate you guys chilling and hanging out we're still trying to figure out how the format of this and how to make it podcast listenable while it's also really organic on here but um we appreciate all you guys hanging out with us i was surprised jonathan didn't chat we've heard from him the last few times um, I think Nick, you're new. We haven't heard from you, you guys. Ben didn't get in this time, but that's okay. Next well, if, time. If you guys have suggestions too for for how these could be better, or if we if we want to do like trivia next time or something, like I think we're open to any and all different types of formats on here. So, what's up, well, Taylor? Nick, I have a question. If you want to win the Champions League, why not us? <laughs> no, all right. No, Try, I thought we were done with the trolling today, but no, I, maybe it's not trolling. You know, maybe these are genuine feelings that, that people have. <laughs> oh, I'm, I mean, that I'm draw sure. was wild. Uh, unbelievable. By the way, unbelievable draw in the FA Cup and the Champions League. When does that happen at Chelsea Football Club? Mm-hmm. Seriously, I mean, it's not absolutely bananas. No, uh, no, absolutely not. Like, what an incredible draw. I mean, Porto is. Porto is probably the other team in the Champions League that's playing just as good of, of shithouse football as we are right now. And with Pepe in that back line, him and Rude, like, who gets a red card first between him and Rudiger in that in that two-legged tie? <laughs> like, that's going to be a fun one. That's going to be a really fun one. <sighs> T- Taylor, you're back. What's up, dude? All right, bye. Shane? I mean, we can just go open mic right now. I got nothing going on, people. Fulham, Fulham are tied with leads at halftime, so I'm just enjoying it all. Hey, I just want to say thanks thanks for, like, having us, like, inviting us in here. It's pretty it's pretty cool. I think uh, this is one of the reasons why I was, like, so in love with this podcast when it first started. And I know it's, like, super hard for you guys because you guys put so much time into this and you have just so many people following you and mentioning you and, like, it must get insane. So I just, just want to say I really, really appreciate you guys like keeping everyone in in, in arms, you know, touching distance, social distance, of course. Yeah, right. dude, we, we love it. We we wish that something like this had been around when we when we started the podcast early on, you know, because I think it's 
we were talking to Gary Hayes about uh, about this yesterday on our WhatsApp, and and he was like, he's like, I think you guys and and myself and and the Chelsea uh, team are the only two uh, Chelsea creators who are who are doing kind of clubhouse locker room chats. And he was like, he was talking about how great it was to be able to connect with the fans and have a little bit more dialogue because like even on the fan cast, well, well, they have the uh, the script kind of running in the background. They have people in the chat, like, and they, they read emails. It's not as interactive as this. So I, I love the banter. I love when you're able to Shane, come on and tell me how wrong I am about something. And uh, I, I love when people troll. Like it's, it's funny. Like it's, it's, it's all done in good spirit, which is good. You don't get jerks who are rolling into these things typically. So yeah, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot different when you actually have to put your, uh, Put your words out there uh, vocally instead of just behind a keyboard, which is. I mean, we I did know, get. I like two, it. We did get two spammers today. So other than that, though. Yeah, but it's fun anyway. It's a good format. We we hope to continue to grow this thing over time. You know, we know these have been relatively small, uh, condensed chats uh, over the last couple of weeks. But I don't know. It's a good. It's a good format. We think the technology is awesome. It'll be interesting to see where it goes. I do have a uh, I do have a tea time in an hour though, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hop off and uh, get ready, begin my my 40 minutes of stretching that Brandon recommended for my old body uh, to function properly. So, hey, uh, do your breathing exercises. Don't forget. <sighs> I gotta remain open up calm. the diaphragm. Awesome. I enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Enjoy March Madness, the Premier League, whatever you're doing. Um, I'm really looking forward to uh, the little FA Cup back. It's uh, it's a magical competition. I'm. I'm genuinely excited for it. So uh, we'll be on the socials and in Discord tomorrow. So uh, take care, everybody. Later. Later.